Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. So what we are attempting to do this morning, what we call a baby dedication, and some of these children are toddlers and just very young children, not newborns, but what we're doing today does have a biblical precedent. It's always nice when you're in the Bible. Perhaps the most obvious example of a baby dedication or the closest thing we can find in Scripture is taken from this incredible woman by the name of Hannah who desperately wanted a son and she promised the Lord if you will give me a son I will present him back to you I will give him back to the Lord in fact the King James uses the word lent the Lord lent or loaned this son to Hannah she named him Samuel and when he was just a very young boy she and her husband, Elkanah, brought him to the tabernacle. And if you can imagine, left him there. That's so unnatural. But God blessed her and she kept her promise. She kept her promise. And of course, Samuel changed the world. So I want to ask the parents here today, have you ever given your children back to God? Have you ever given your children back to God? I know some of you are thinking, you know, some days I'd really like to give them back. But I didn't think God would take them back. I thought he had a no return policy on kids. And besides, I lost the receipt. The truth is, there's not a parent here today, including myself, who hasn't had a few moments or days when they wouldn't have liked to package up their kid and take him or her back to God's customer service counter and demand, I want my money back. Nothing in life can be more frustrating and nothing in life can bring more joy than raising a child. So as parents of these children, it's important for us to have the right frame of mind on how we think about our children, particularly in the context that they belong to God. That sort of takes the pressure off. They belong to God. If I could situate the purpose for this dedication today, I would say it this way. We recognize that our children are a precious gift from the Lord and they belong ultimately and always to God first and not to us. The Lord has lent them. They are on loan. They are on loan from God. So today we are symbolically releasing ownership of our children to God, understanding that 
God is responsible for the way in which they have been designed. And we are responsible to raise them in a way that honors God and his values. So we realize that God has lifted up to us to show our children his way. And God is inviting us as parents today to bring our children and put them on the altar. Now, we don't want you to leave them on the altar. We want you to take them home. (laughs) But we're bringing them to the altar today. So what does that mean? What does that look like when we bring our children to the altar and we give them back to God? I think it involves four things. There's four things that speak to how we present our children to the Lord, how we dedicate them, how we present them. And let me say this, this is not one of the four things, but basically the overriding message I would like for the parents to get today is this really honestly is not a baby dedication. It is a parent dedication. This is really more of a parent dedication than a baby dedication. So giving our children back to God involves four things. And by the way, as Sister Everly expressed herself today, I've already got an amen. Uh, Don't worry about the babies crying. That's fine. We're happy they're here. We're happy you're here. I can operate in the greatest of distractions. I've been doing it for 44 years, so we'll be good. So there's four things that is involved in this presenting our children today. Number one, what you are doing today is a confirmation of your supreme love for Jesus Christ, the Almighty God. And here's how that works. There's nothing in the world that we love more than our kids. But when we dedicate or give them back to God, that is an expression. I don't know if you could find a greater expression of love to give something back to God who gave it to you in the first place. And it's something you love more than anything in the world. And yet you're saying, Lord, I'm giving this child back to you today. So it's a confirmation of your love for God. The second thing that we're doing today is a clarification of ownership. Everybody say confirmation. Say clarification. We are clarifying today who owns this child. Who does this child really belong to. Thirdly, this is a commitment. What we are doing today is committing to God to raise this child under the lordship of Jesus Christ, realizing that our children are on loan from God and since he owns them, we should do with them what he wants us to do with them.
They're not ours to raise any old way we want to. Not if we're Christians. Not if we're children of God. We have no other option but to raise them the way that God wants them to be raised. So the third thing is a commitment. And fourthly, this baby dedication is a claiming of God's best plan and promises for that child. We are sort of prophesying a future, if you will. We're claiming a prophetic future for our children. And what this means is that we understand that God's designed them. He's wired them. He's given them skills and talents and abilities. He's given them life. And he has plans. God has plans for that child. That seems so not possible. But as I was praying over this this morning, my mind was flooded with all the scriptures and the word of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and God told Jeremiah, don't discount yourself. I, I wanted you here and I've got plans for your life. And what a privilege and responsibility it is to create a culture in our homes and our marriages where these children can become that plan of God. If you really think about it, these four things, this claiming, this commitment, this clarification and confirmation is exactly what was going on when Abraham took Isaac up Mount Moriah and he laid him on the altar to give him to God. Talk about an unnatural action. This is how the Bible describes it in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. It came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. This is Genesis 22, 1. And said to him, Abraham. He said, here I am. Then God said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, that you love. Don't miss that. The Lord's sending Abraham a message. You really love this son. And if I could read between the lines, in fact, God is saying, I'm really not sure if Isaac has displaced me as your favorite. I'm wondering today, Abraham, do you love me more than you love that baby, that son? I need to know. Take the son whom you love, Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. Did you catch that? <laughs> Don't just bring him to church and have a few words and the pastor pray and you get a certificate and you go home. No, this one's all in. You build an altar. You put wood on it. You put your son on there. You bind him to that altar. God's pretty radical, isn't he? But see, the Bible says that God did this to test Abraham. And I will tell you that in raising children, that God will test you as a parent to see where these children stand with you and with God. 
So what's happening in this dramatic story? It never happened before. It never ha- Well, it did happen again. Because Abraham offering Isaac on Mount Moriah, which there's seven mountains around Jerusalem. And some scholars suggest that the mountain that Abraham offered Isaac on is the very same place where the Son of God, God manifested in flesh, gave his life. And when Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb, he was speaking prophetically of the Savior who would come 2,000 years later. So what's happening is the unfolding demonstration of these four elements. Number one, Abraham was confirming his love and trust and respect and fear of Jehovah. Not a terrifying fear, but a reverential fear. An awesomeness that Abraham had for God. And so Abraham proved his willingness to offer Isaac And demonstrated that his love and trust and fear of God were supreme in his life. You don't don't get called the father of the faithful for being a slacker. You don't get called the friend of God by being a milquetoast dad. Abraham was all in. Sometimes God tests us because he wants to know where we stand. And where he stands, Abraham demonstrated he loved God above the most prized treasure of his life. A son he waited 25 years. That's a pretty long time when you're already 75 and have no son. That's a pretty long time to wait. Matthew 10, 37, Jesus said, anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me, is not worthy of me. So Abraham offered Isaac, not only as a confirmation, but also secondly, he offered him as a clarification that Isaac really belonged to God. When you give your child back to God, you are openly declaring, this child is a gift from God. This child does not really belong to me. This child belongs to God. God gives us the privilege to raise them and feed them and clothe them and teach them. And you've heard me say it before, but I've wore out two picture Bibles, reading them to my kids at night with all of the voices. I'm a man of a thousand voices. Oh, yes. And later I thought, I'm so glad my kids didn't grow up to be serial killers because... Uh, when I have Goliath getting ready to kill David, send me a man and we will fight. You know, is that going to give a kid peaceful dreams? You know, I don't know. So Abraham's clarifying that this child belongs to God. Um, parents, that little boy or girl isn't really yours. They're really God's. Psalm 127.3, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. What this means is we must be very careful 
how we treat these children. Jesus said, if you offend one of these little ones, we're just going to put you in a boat, tie one end of a rope to a millstone and the other to your neck, and we'll just throw you overboard. Have a nice day. That's how strongly God feels about taking care of children. So Abraham was committed. Abraham clarified who owned the child. And thirdly, he was confirming and clarifying. Thirdly, he was committing to be a godly parent. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from God. In other words, create a Christ-like culture in your home. So giving your child to God is not just a ceremony. It's a commitment to be godly parents, to teach our children to obey Jesus Christ and his gospel. It's a commitment to keep this child in the house of God. And let me take that further and say, turn your house into a house of God. Turn your house into a house of God. I like to tell the story about the little seven-year-old boy on the way home from church. He was crying, really upset. He had older brothers and sisters in the car, and he was just making a fuss. And his dad said, what's the problem? He said, well, Dad, you heard what the pastor said today. Every child in this church deserves to go home to a family where there's love, joy, and peace. But I want to stay with you guys. Shall we have a moment? So create a culture where this child will honor God in the home. Fourthly, Abraham was claiming God's plan and promise for Isaac. Listen to this, Genesis twenty-two fifteen. This is so powerful. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son. And I'm so proud of all you parents today. You're not withholding your children. You're presenting them to the Lord. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In other words, they're going to take control of the stronghold of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So, parents, your children are blessed by your obedience to God. And by the same token, they are also cursed by a parent's disobedient to God. You say, wait a minute, oh, wait, don't we all stand on our own before God? Yes, but innocent children either are blessed to no account of their decision or they are harmed to no account of their decision based on the decisions that we as parents make. So when we obey God, we stack the odds in their favor 
And when we disobey God, we stack the odds in their disfavor. So as you obey the Lord with your life, as you give that child back to God, you are posturing this child to receive God's very best for their life. I want to just honor my mother and my mother-in-law. And I want to say on behalf of my wife and I that we are the products of parents who dedicated us to the Lord. Not just on a Mother's Day or not just on a Sunday. Not just because they got a certificate. But the way they lived, the model they presented, how they treated other people. And how they treated us. She and I were raised like we were God's property. And now their descendants to the fourth generation are recipients of committed apostolic believers. And everybody said amen. So... I'm standing before you today not as a lab coat technician, but as a experienced, seasoned, if I could say tried and proven son and father. And I can tell you that it's profitable to do what you are doing today. You are doing the right thing. John said, I have no greater joy than when I get news like your children are walking with God. Your children love the truth. And there's nothing like it. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.